0: Detroit. Hello, Pistons fans. This is the Sports Ethos Pistons podcast. I'm your host, Joey Guterres, with you three times a week, every week, right here on SportsEthos.com. And you can find me at Ethos Pistons on Twitter. Today, it is Monday, January 17th. It is Martin Luther King Day. Happy MLK Day, everyone. Huge slate of games on in the NBA. Starting as early as 12.30, so a game has already started as I record this. Um, And there's no Pistons game today. So it's a good time to reflect on the last two Pistons games. Friday's win over the Toronto Raptors, 103-87. The Pistons get the victory at home. They've now beat the Raptors five in a row, dating back to maybe even two seasons. Uh, At least last season. And you know the Pistons fans love nothing more than beating the Raptors, so this was a sweet win. It was also the Pistons' biggest win of the year, the first time they've led a game by 20 points all year. Not only that, but they held on to the, the lead well, and they they win it wire-to-wire wire, dominance from the Pistons on Friday. But we also have to talk about yesterday's game, Sunday's matinee, against the best team in basketball, the Phoenix Suns. A game the Pistons lose, 135-108. to But a game marred by the weakest ejection you'll ever see. Cade Cunningham ejected after a second technical foul is assessed in the middle of a career night. We'll talk about the ejection, the call, just what was happening in that game before and after. But we're going to get into both of these games. And before we do, let's remind our listeners to please take a moment to follow at Ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis too. Again, that's at ethos Fantasy BK on Twitter. Follow now. Okay. So the Pistons are now 10 and 32 holding down their spot as the second-worst team in basketball, by record. Despite a relatively strong recent run of form. In the calendar year 2022, the Pistons are a surprising 5-4. And, and they're still playing without Jeremy Grant and Kelly Olynyk. Though Kelly Olynyk is slated to return sometime soon from his MCL injury, could be as soon as this coming week. That's, that'll be a boon for the Pistons. But even aside from that, are the Pistons improving? Are the Pistons finding some consistency with the guys they have right now? Also, are they discovering a new rule in the NBA? Three seconds in the lane without guarding? For some reason, across these two games, this call was made four times. I've never in my life heard of this call. It results in a technical free throw. Um, the players seemed a little miffed by it as well. So that's our little fun fact. Three seconds in the lane without guarding called four times across these two Pistons games. I don't think anyone in the stadium knew what was going on, but the stadium was pretty hype on Friday night when the Pistons get their second win of the year over the Raptors. One Oh three 87. That's five in a row over our former tormentors. It's good to have the upper hand in the cross-border rivalry. And it was never particularly close. The Pistons never trail this game. They get their biggest lead of the season, up to 21 points at one point. And as I said in the intro, this is the first game all year that the Pistons have led by 20 points. And, you know, to to quickly summarize this game for you, um, it started off with an amazing pace. From the Pistons, um, really out hustling, out playing the Raptors. Highlighted by Hamadou Diallo. He had 10 points in the first quarter with two steals. I think by the game's end, he had five dunks and really, really defining his role at this point, which was interesting to see against the Raptors. You know, a team that's got a lot of wing players, wing sized players. You know, they play big at the two. Scotty Barnes plays the two. They got OG and Siakam at the three and the four, and then they play like a big man in the five, you know? And so a lot of length on the floor, a lot of size. And it's always great to see Hamadou just overcome that size difference with his leaping ability. And, you know, put in perspective what it means to play big. Um, you don't necessarily have to be a big man to play big. If you can out-leap everybody, you have an amazing advantage. Um, in particular, I just want to highlight, you know, Something we've seen from Hamadou in this Raptors game and also in the Suns game, you know, in different moments. Um, Hard to remember exactly when these things pop up, but the putback, the offensive rebound with the putback. This is a Hami special, especially to do it in one leap, you know, just to catch the rebound right off the rim. Great rebounding instincts. Slam it down immediately. No second leap, just in one motion. Highly athletic. Very difficult to do. Um, and he's starting to do it, you know. And especially reading the miss from Killian. I think there's we're seeing some chemistry develop between Hamadou and Killian. Um, and, yeah, 10 points in that first quarter for Hami. He ends the game with 18 points, 6 rebounds, 2 steals, and 1 block. Really defining. I mean, that's a Hamadou stat line right there. Like, that's pretty much ideal. He's doing all of this on really low usage. Cleaning up messes making incisive cuts, being there for his teammates on offense and defense. Like I said, the Pistons were swarming the Raptors in this game. Just about every Raptor had an off night. Most importantly, Fred Van Vliet, the Raptors' best player, you know their most all-star level player, next to Pascal Siakam, of course, ends up with a good line of 24 points, 5 rebounds, 10 assists, and 2 steals. But that's in 42 minutes, shooting 28%. You know that's a that's a big usage. He's out there the whole game, basically. He's a minus twelve for the game. Um, I just to my eye, you know, we were keeping Fred really far out on the perimeter, force you know, forcing him to take these deep threes that we know he's capable of hitting, but that's a hard shot for anyone in the league, and that definitely gummed up the the Raptors, you know, inside out approach. They couldn't really shoot over the Pistons, and so the Pistons were able to really. Hunker down around the rim and uh, stop the Raptors from driving, which might have something to do with these three second in the lane calls (laughs) now that I think about it. But yeah, I I felt like the the Pistons did a great job of contesting every shot. If the Raptors were getting downhill, we had guys, two guys there to help, you know, resist a shot around the rim. And it worked. The Raptors shot 32% in this game, 29% from three. That's not good. That's very bad. That has a lot to do with the Pistons' energy, getting back on defense, being in the right position. And the Pistons only shoot 47%. It's not a great percentage, only 30% from three. But again, I just think we hustled that extra bit, you know, and we were getting back, exploiting transition buckets where the Raptors just had no set defense, no resistance, making it easy for ourselves. I thought our movement was fantastic. Which actually brings me to another star of the game. If if Hamadou is my number one star of the game, which I, I do declare he is for me, just because I saw everything I wanted to see from Hamadou, Trey Lyles would have to be the number two star of the game. I mean, it's crazy to say this. And obviously, you know my feelings about Trey Lyles as a long-term piece. I don't think there's a lot of ceiling there. But... 21 points, 7 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals, and 2 blocks for Trey. Looking every bit the savvy veteran that you know he's supposed to be, even though he's only 26 years old. And I know there are some Pistons fans out there who see a future in Trey Lyles. I'm not so sure. In part because in this game, he was so good acting as like the hub of the offense in the second and the third quarters. Again, the Raptors are really long, and they they run a very unique defense. Felt sort of zony. Maybe I'm not tuned into the specific you know jargon, but it felt like the Pistons were moving and able to exploit open areas of the court with you know relative ease. Trey Lyles was sort of posted up in the mid post, catching these entry passes over the zone, and then he's able to look out, either find a pass. Or work his way to the basket because he's halfway there. You know, and he's got some savvy moves. I felt like part of Trey's dominance you could owe to really poor defensive play from Chris Boucher and Precious Achua, the two centers on the Raptors playing in a game that um, Kem Birch, their starting center, he left this game early in the first quarter getting whacked in the face. Um, some sort of, yeah, you know, face injury, fluky thing. So... Trey just was was picking his matchups. You know, I think the Raptors switch a lot, too, and so he was even able to do this against Siakam a little bit. Um, it was just a really impressive game from from Trey. You know, he didn't force up threes. He took two threes, and he missed them both. You know, I don't think he's a good three-point shooter, but he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to do too much outside of his, out of his comfort zone, outside of his skill set. So I thought this was a great game from Trey. Um... I don't know what it means in terms of the future or the present, but you have to recognize what was a very good game. The third star of the game has to be Cade Cunningham, of course. 18-5, 7-1 for Cade. It's just becoming normal that he puts up these veteran stat lines, game in and game out. Um, he would go on to have a better game against the Suns, which we'll talk about in a second. But you know what I loved about this game from Cade was... It wasn't the outright dominant Cade that we know he can be. Um, We know that Cade is a chameleon who can do a lot of different things for any team. He can fit in in a lot of ways. and Based on the Pistons' willingness to go inside and attack the paint against the Raptors, that's what Cade did primarily. He set the tone straight away in the first quarter. I really liked that reverse lay-in for his first bucket of the game. Just probing the baseline and Going under the hoop and going up with it. You know, you see veterans do that all the time. Good to see Cade pull that one out. Also, good to see Cade get a dunk in that first quarter. Doesn't dunk very often. And, you know, one of the plays of the game, although it's not really that much of a highlight, um, is that Trey Lyles, Cade Cunningham give and go. Cade at the top of the key. He's got Chris Boucher guarding him. The Raptors, as I said, they're switching everything, probably to their detriment at times. Cade recognizes this mismatch, dumps it down to Trey, makes a cut, Trey finds him, and Cade has a really nice and-one finish with his left. You know, so we got the reverse lay, We got the dunk. We got the and-one. Cade hits a three in this game. You know, he's doing everything. This is what Cade does, everything. And without needing the ball in his hands at all times against the Raptors. I do want to mention before we move on from this Raptors game, The highlight of the game that blew up Twitter, a Killian Hayes, two-hand dunk. Killian was good in this game again. I think his feel is starting to come along. He's looking a lot more engaged, and he's doing stuff that we don't see him do. You know, he's raising our eyebrows. In this game, he had a nice play, a little rebound, long rebound out to the line, three-point line. He runs in, grabs it. With two hands, he has one little dribble, and then boom. He's up in the air, to, you know over the head, slamming it down. Um, go find that highlight, Killian Dunk. You know, if you search Killian Dunk on Twitter, you will not get many results. So um, yeah, I think people just didn't know that Killian could dunk, and it showed a good bit of athleticism to do this to throw it down as hard as he did. So we got to remember that play. We got to shout out Killian for that. And we got to remember, Sports ethos has a brand new daily fantasy partner thrive fantasy prop up with thrive fantasy on your mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. use code ethos when you sign up to get a 100 deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks plus either two or four free game tickets to play pick player props on the biggest names playing every night score points when your props hit and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money Check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So the Pistons are feeling good going into Sunday's 1 p.m. game against the Phoenix Suns, who are, of course, the best team in basketball. Not exactly ideal for a young Pistons team, but we're riding some momentum. And the first quarter of this game was really exciting. The Pistons shoot 71% in the period. The Suns shoot 80%. So, appropriately for the best team in basketball, they have to one-up the thriving young Pistons team. Taking turns, each young Piston has flashes in the quarter. Cade shows his dominant side. Four or five shooting for 10 points. But, of course, Devin Booker is also dominant on the other side. Six of seven shooting for 15 points for Devin Booker. The first quarter, it ends 39-35. to So, an insane first quarter. Really exciting. Also, it features another Killian Hayes dunk. So, just know that. A run-out, one-hand slam off a Cade football pass. We were just flying. I mean, Sadiq had two threes in, in the first. A lot to like about the first. And really, you could just look at that first quarter box score and see how these young pistons can fit together but you know the suns are very traditionally built right they have the point god himself chris paul they have a very traditional center in deandre ayton seven footer ayton would actually get hurt in this game in the second quarter and leave but they have a very traditional backup center in javel mcgee another seven footer Um, and it was a 10 point deficit at the half You know, it it was obvious that the Pistons are not at the same caliber as the Suns, who are moving fantastically well, who are shooting the lights out, who have guys like Jay Crowder and Mikal Bridges who can make shots, um, even though they're not the guys you key on. You know, you key on Chris Paul, you key on Devin Booker. Um, So to have those secondary playmakers um, was, was really killer for the Pistons, ultimately. And, you know, they were sort of doomed when in the third quarter... Cade Cunningham picks up two technical fouls separately. The first one, I don't know. It wasn't really explained or even really shown. I think he said something to the ref that would prompt it. Um, But the second one, you know, the Pistons are down 20 points. They're struggling to score. Cade has a nice reverse dunk. You know, again, it's fun to see Cade dunk. It's at home. The fans want to see Cade. They want to see this duel with Devin Booker and Cade Cunningham. And after the dunk, Cade sort of points in the direction of Jalen Smith, the Sun Center, although also in the general direction of the Pistons bench. So it's not totally clear what's really happening here, um, but it's, it's counted as a taunt by the ref who calls it second technical foul for Cade, and he's ejected from the game. Um, there really were not a lot of takeaways after that point. Again, we are already down 20. We lose our best player. So to kind of talk about stars of this game, it's definitely headlined by Cade Cunningham for the Pistons. Despite only playing 25 minutes, 21 points, one rebound, four assists, and one steal, shooting 60% with a three and two of three from the line. So 60% shooting, great efficiency, 21 points. He was clearly on track for a career-high scoring night um, when it was sadly ended by the refs unnecessarily. Um, And our second star of the game, I'm going to give to Killian Hayes, nine points, three rebounds, five assists and a block, shooting 50% from the field, 50% from three and two of two from the line. So now we have this nine, three, five with a defensive stat, shooting 50% with a three and 100% from the line in 26 minutes. We have this game on record, not a game that will pop off the screen to you. But a game that I kind of predicted in my last show, in the Restoration Ranker, saying, we know that Killian has a hard time scoring. We know that he has a hard time getting to 10 points. But what if he did? You know, what if he did start to play more than 26 minutes? What if he could get to, you know, 10 or 11 points, 4 or 5 rebounds, 6 or 7 assists with a steal or a block or both and a 3? He's just really good. I, th- I think he's really good. And he's really starting to come around. Um, if the minutes go up, I bet you the stats go up. But um, I don't know. This isn't the point to complain about. I'm, I'm really celebrating what I thought was a good game. And our third star would be Corey Joseph. 21 points, 2 rebounds, 7 assists with four threes and 7 of 8 free throws. Just a really solid veteran game from Corey Joseph. Before we sign off. I want to remind you all to use coupon code hoopball20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. use code hoopball on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. So looking ahead, the Pistons have a back to back on Tuesday and Wednesday, first against the Warriors and then against the Kings kicking off a, a road trip going to be tough for the pistons to get a victory against the warriors on the front end and we know the pistons don't play play particularly well on the second night of back-to-backs so i'll be covering those two games after they happen collectively sort of like I, how i did today with the two games in one show kind of thing but until then see ya